and we're on. Boys, how you doing? Very well, thanks. Good evening. <laughs> good, good. So, welcome back to the Dad's Beer Club podcast and our, I think it's our fifth virtual social now, actually. We are just waiting on one other. AD's having a little problem with his little boy. Um, but yes, he'll be with us in a moment. We'll put him back on. But returning this week is uh, Pass. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well. Thanks yourself, mate. Yeah, not, not so bad, mate. And uh, newbie this evening, Matt, how are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> Popping your cherry tonight, mate. Popping. Hey, pass it was you last week, to be fair. I know it was, mate. It was. It felt good as well, you know. They said the first time hurts, but it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody good? Everyone's good? Yeah. Cool. Look, one of the first things we always do on Dad's Beer Club is just check what everybody's drinking for the evening. So, what are your boys on? I'm on a nice, steady Corona. Corona, no line. A Spanish teenager's drink. It's called Calimocho, which is a mixture of uh, red wine and Coca Cola, believe it or not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Red wine and Coke. Do you know what? I actually drank that. Ask any Spaniard. It's like like the Spanish version of something like 2020. Remember 2020? Yeah. Yeah. You drink it down the, the park as a. Ten-year-old, yeah, exactly that, and this is a drink that traditionally used to drink down the park because you'd get a two-liter, two-liter carton of wine, very cheap wine from the store, and a two-liter bottle of Coke, and you put it in a plastic bag, you put a little hole in the bottom of the plastic bag, which would be this thing mm. with four liters worth of alcohol, and just pass it around a group of people and neck it all. Nice, yeah, and so obviously because the bag's got a hole in it, you got to drink it quick. Ah, uh, okay. So look, boys, it's been a. It's been an interesting couple of weeks since we last done our or our last virtual social. Um, quick show of hands, who watched the uh, Meghan and Harry interview? Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, that was a toilet roll. I did. You did? Yeah, I just what wanted did? to introduce somebody that's going to be coming into the show from time to time. Come here. This is my uh, 11-year-old daughter and... She's going to make her mission to prank me tonight, although she will stop soon, won't you, Helena? Okay, cool. Sorry, mate. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, so what, what, did we, uh, what did we make of everything that went on? You first, Matt. Cherries go first. Um, I watched it with slight interest. Not, not very interested in it, though, to be honest. Was, was you forced to watch it, or were you watching it with glee it was on in the background <laughs> in fact i think me and you were a, just a, texting throughout and i had the football on my phone and that in the background on the tv <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't by a choice what about you pass what do you what do you make of everything that's gone on um i thought it was very interesting um i thought that it's I don't think they have been paid for it because it was the Oprah people that have been paid for it. Um, and I don't think there's a lot that shocked me. I think it's very much what I expected it to be like. I know it was it was seen as being quite shocking, but I don't know why, because I think a lot of people expected that that's exactly what it is like to be a royal. 
No, Helena. No, Helena, don't. Sorry. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is like to be a royal. It's what I would always expected it to be like. Yeah, I'm not saying I believe everything that everyone says because it's their version of it. It's their truth. Yeah. 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 I, I I guess the I have very little sympathy for them. I think, and I think that that was that whole thing was supposed to be about. Oh, look at us. Feel sorry for us. This is our story. Um, I just, why? Huh? Why? What? What's in it for them to feel sorry for them? No, well, they're trying to build a brand, aren't they? They're trying to build a profile, trying to yeah, but I don't sell know how whatever. Profile. They could just be positive about it and say we don't want to be part of that anymore. But this is who wants to buy that though? Bad, yeah, bad news I sells. I don't know if Harry would spend his whole life growing up in that family and then suddenly. I, I genuinely, I, I believe them. I'm not saying that I believe everything is exactly what they said. I think it's their truth. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think they just sat there and told a pack of lies because I don't see why you'd bother. And that, I think what it's quite you... difficult for two people to stand up. Two people who are probably two pretty decent people looking at them and stand up there, and especially for someone like Harry, to stand up there and betray everything he's done for his whole life just to try and build a brand. I don't believe that. I think that's bullshit. I think that's genuinely how they see things and how they feel. And as we all know, you know, somebody interviewed me and interviewed my missus and interviewed you and you, someone you didn't like or you'd fallen out with, you'd get two different versions. That's just their version of it. Well, it's, it's very much what the palace said, wasn't it? They said, we remember things differently, I think is what the words they used. Yeah. But there's, there's, um, there's also what, let's say that their, their view, version is skewed. There is no smoke without fire. So yeah, there's no way they just turned up and made a load of stuff up. It's got to be their version version of it. And if you're right, then it's their version of it with a bit more intent than I'd like to believe. But um, what yeah. did you make of the what did you make of the comments about skin color? Uh, I, I totally have. You ever seen an interview with the um, what's he called uh, the Queen's husband? Yeah, but they've said it's not him. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just talking about people. There's, uh, there is no. I can tell you that knowing older white generations, I could see Great Katie's dad saying that to my daughter. But do you not? Do you not think that context is important? Yeah, but I think that um, exactly right. That's what I mean. So that's just them taking a snippet of something that was said in the conversation, and we'll never know how the whole conversation went. Mm. But I can absolutely see somebody in the royal family going, "Ooh." I wonder what it's going to be like and what the reaction is going to be like. And I wonder what, you know, how dark the skin of your child will be. I 100% believe that conversation has gone on probably loads of times behind closed doors and in front of them at least a couple of times. But the thing is with that, though, like I, we're a mixed race couple, me and Carly. So I'm, yeah, I look quite white under this light, but <laughs> yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. quite yeah. tanned. Um, but we had conversations about what the colour of the children were going to look like. You know, just yeah. a conversation that we had. We, was, we were yeah. curious. I, yeah. I think we even but said that. I wonder what it's going to look like. It wasn't, it wasn't put across as, I wonder what colour they'll be, or slightly darker or slightly lighter. It'll be more, but it, it was more a case that, of how will that come across and what will people think. Mm. But that's, that's her delivering that, because, and that's also how she sees it, like you said. She's probably seeing it slightly different to how it was. But what, she's a black American woman, mate. So I think a black American black, woman will, 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 
well, she's a mixed race American woman, and I think that that's quite a sensitive subject. We've not yeah, grown what, up in America, mate, have we? No, but my, my point is that it, the, the conversation wasn't had with her. Yeah. It was had with Harry, and Harry's relayed yeah. that conversation. So if you re, depending on how you, you know, relay that conversation, it's going to depend yeah, yeah. on how she reacts to it. Do you not also think, though, that Harry, from the moment he got in the relationship with Meghan, had that thing in the back of his mind going, you got to look at it from that point of view. Like they're quite probably quite par- he was probably quite paranoid. What will people think? How will they come across? And when you're worried about something or when you've got a chip on your shoulder, I think you can see more into things than there maybe is. You know? And I could totally see how that that conversation when it had with him would have hurt him and upset him more than the person who was saying it might have said. The guy who was saying it might have just gone I wonder how people will come out, you know, I wonder what they'll think of it without really thinking of what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas for Harry, that might have been something that he's been carrying for six months as a chip on his shoulder and then it comes out and they go, there it is. I knew it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I had very little sympathy with him complaining about money <laughs> and talking about how yeah. he's, you know, I've, a very little sympathy for a 35-year-old 30, millionaire complaining he's being mm. cut off financially from his father. Do you remember me and you looking into this, though? No. So his dad is worth something like however many billion, and he's worth yeah. a couple of, you know, however many tens of million. And I did say, yeah. look, I don't feel sorry for the guy because he's. we're talking about levels of millionaires. But I understand now somebody who's been worse to be, used to being a multi-billionaire and now is just a multi-millionaire feels the pinch. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel sorry for him at all. Let's get a let's get a GoFundMe page set up. Yeah, Matt, what do you think, mate? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel sorry for him having that much money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was trying to feel sorry. I mean, it can't be nice to be cut off from anyone, uh, whether that's financially or not. You know, yeah. he also said, but, but he specifically said financially. Like and he, he also him, said his dad wasn't picking up his calls or returning them. Yeah. That would feel shit. Yeah. I would, uh, my dad's done that with me from time to time and he's pissed off with me and it hurts. We've just had a few um, hellos in the comments, Martin and Gaz. How you doing, boys? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, well, it's definitely divided the nation, hasn't it? It seems like most of the younger people, apart from you, Pass, is um, <laughs> supporting Harry and Meghan. Am I a younger uh, and... person? Nice, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I said all the younger people except oh, right. you. Apart from me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're the you're the one over forty that's yeah. supporting them. I think. Mm. Um, but you yeah, know, it's, it's definitely divided like that. It's definitely very much the younger younger generation are saying we support Harry and Meghan, and the older lot are very much saying support the palace and whatever they're saying. Mate, I've got a very different view. You know, the uh, the Spanish monarchy is very different to the English monarchy. They're very progressive. They've married lot, non non royals being married is something that happened 15 years ago for us. Yeah, you know, the Princess of Spain married an Olympian 15 years ago when it wasn't legal to. And the King of Spain at the time went right. My daughter wants to marry this guy. He's not a noble, but I'm the king, so he's now the Duke of this place. You can get married now. That's how they did it in Spain. They don't. They don't play by the old school rules, you know what I mean? They're, they're quite progressive. Martin Richard says he supports you, Pass. Yeah, there you go. Is he is he in over 40? <laughs> He's 38, I think. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Who do you support? 
United. United. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, rolling on from them two, what, what did you what did you make of what happened with Pierce on the back of that? Piers Morgan. Anyone? Yeah, um, Matt, you first, mate. You know about Piers? Um, I watched it briefly, but again, not really. He basically said he believed nothing that they said at all and didn't have any sympathy. He didn't believe anything that that they said. Hmm. And I think the problem with that is that when she was talking about her mental health, I don't think when somebody says you can, you're really struggling with mental health, you can just say, I don't believe anything you're saying. You're full of shit. Yeah. yeah. And that, I think that they, uh, they basically sacked him. He didn't quit. They sacked him. Well, that was, that was my question. Do you think he quit or was he pushed? No, he was sacked. No one quits from a job that pays that much. Why would you quit? You had no reason to quit. You get yeah, sacked. He just kept doing he's, it. He's always, he's always bounced around from one disaster to another and come out smelling the roses, hasn't he? Well, I don't think he sounds like I think he always smells like shit. It's just that people prepared to <laughs> people are prepared to pay money to hear that shit. I don't know. I think he um you'll see him bounce back somewhere. He'll have 100%. he'll be getting paid a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. And the people he's but he's he's Marmite, isn't he? He's one of them that people either really love him or they really hate him. I can't stand him, but I still want to see what he says. Yeah, well this is the, the all, all the video clips on what um YouTube of GM GMB, Good Morning Britain. If it's yeah. not Pierce on it, I don't. I don't tend to watch it, and I don't like yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you just you just know you're getting a good interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like a lot of stuff he says. And uh, Good Morning Britain. I don't think he's a great person to have on Good Morning Britain. Personally, he should be more like the controversial Piers Morgan show, and he can say what he wants. <laughs> well, maybe that's next. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, Matt? Say again. What do you think? What do you think about the whole Piers Morgan thing and him, whether he's been sacked or quit, and you know, whether you think that's right? Um, I, th- I think if he made the comments about that, then he then he should have been sacked. But I saw him walk off the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it all for me. He what? Well, so he said he believes that freedom of speech is a hill that he's willing to die on. Mm-hmm. And I sort of agree to him to a certain degree. What I don't like about the society at the moment is this whole cancel culture. You know, you can't say anything that isn't with what the majority think or say without being cancelled or sacked or losing like, losing your job. And I think that's a real issue. Well, I don't. I think that freedom of speech is something different. Taken out of context, you can say what you want, but that doesn't mean that you can be the prime minister and say what you want. Or be the you know you can't be the minister of healthcare and say you don't really care about X Y and Z. You can't be you know you can't be a head teacher and say you don't really like kids and you don't really care about them. You know I mean I think that you can say what you want. I have heard then, I have heard a head teacher say that. Yeah, exactly. But what I mean is I think freedom of freedom of speech. People like peers uses that to help them. Freedom of speech means that. You can't be persecuted for talking about your beliefs, and I believe in that. And even stuff people don't, I don't like, like the BNP and stuff. I think that they can talk about stand up and or whoever they are now. You kid, not you. What are they called now? Um, EDL. EDL. They can say stand up and say, look, we don't want immigrants. We don't like them. We want to live in a separate society. You know, they can say stuff that's very, very borderline racist. Fine. 
Um, but I don't want them to be in a position and, you know, on TV or whatever else saying stuff like that. Freedom of speech means you can say what you want and not go to prison for it. It doesn't mean yeah, but, you can have any job you want and say anything you want. But, but by the sounds of what you're saying is freedom of speech is fine as long as you agree with that opinion. No, I know. What I'm saying is that if you've got a job, you've got to do the job you're supposed to be doing. Good Morning Britain is supposed to represent a certain thing and a certain brand and a certain programme. And if somebody's going to turn up and, and say stuff that's out of context with that, then they should get for sacked. Yeah, but do you, do, you not, yeah. do you not think they knew what they were getting when they got Piers Morgan to present that show? Well, maybe, but put it this way, right? Do you think, do you think Gary Lineker could start talking about borderline EDL? BBC's different, though, mate. BBC's well, different. Well, BBC's... It's yeah. tax. It's British taxpayer that pays the BBC. It's All different. Right, fine. Let's talk Sky News then. So, do you think Sky News can have someone that's talking about borderline EDL ideologies whilst talking about football? No, freedom of speech means you can say that when you want. P- you can't have that job. Pierce Morgan isn't talking. And I, I mean, I'm coming across here as a Pierce Morgan fan, and let me just get that yeah. straight. I'm not really, but you're. To- he's he's not. To- he's he's not talking borderline. EDL, no, he's talking about saying somebody talking about their mental health shouldn't be listened to, and that's a load of rubbish. And then I don't just think shut down the conversation. I don't think he altogether. said that specifically. I think actually what he said was he doesn't believe a word she says, yeah, which obviously about includes, her own mental health. includes her mental health. I mean, she said a lot. She said a lot yeah. more than just her mental health. Yeah, and actually, like I, I, I think that, he I think did clarify. He did clarify. Yeah, yeah, he did clarify his statement the next day to say that that's not what he meant. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. I said, I've got. Um, I think the Piers Morgan show. If he had something like called the controversial Piers Morgan show, he could say pretty much what he wanted to say. But I think the Good Morning Britain. It's almost there, like in the title. There's a certain representation, and yeah, you can be controversial, but I think you might have crossed the line there. It cost him his job. Yeah, there's a little. There's a little violin playing in my, my little song for him. You know. <laughs> You putting fifty p in, Matt? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you just have to be careful what you say on TV. In in which case, he obviously hasn't. Well, it? But it, but it brings me back to the point, right? The, the whole cancel culture means you can't say whatever you want on TV because, like I said, if you say something that people don't agree with, that's your job finished. But you can do. So there's people on football, like the football pundits and so on. They can say stuff that people don't agree with about football and they'll never get sacked about it. They'll never say, I, I, somebody could talk about being really, really against VAR or really, really against salary caps or four calorie caps or really, really against the amount of substitutes you do and don't have. And they'll never get sacked. But if you turn around and spew some racist or sexist comment, then you will. And I think that's absolutely fine. And I think he stepped beyond the bounds of what he's supposed to be doing on a show like Good Morning Britain. Hmm. Um, do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean are you talking about what, what, who else got cancelled recently that you're talking about, the cancel culture? Is it um, a reality show or something? No. You know, something like Love Island or something like that where somebody got cancelled. Oh, I can't remember what it was recently. There's been a bit of a cancel they culture. They all need cancelled on Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, you're a big fan of Love Island. You, you're pleased to hear it's back in the summer's past. Me, yeah, yeah. man. I've, uh, I've, I can tell you, you know, um, I've not, not ever seen a single minute of it, mate. <laughs> You'll be watching no, no. it though, mate. I know. 
again. You'll be watching Love Island in the summer, I, I know. Be, yeah. I will be. I want to be I'm on sure. the Love Island this winter. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. They think you've. They think you've got the body for that pass. No, uh, no, not on that Love Island. They just want to go away. <laughs> no, yeah, true. <laughs> but moving on from Pierce, because, like I said, I, I'm I'm cautious that I might come across as a, a fan of Pierce, and that's really not the point. Um, the obviously tragic passing of um, Sarah Everard um, this week and the movement of Reclaim the Streets. What do you make of that pass? I reckon you should start with Matt, mate, because I talk so bloody much. You're good at this pass. Oh, man. You can, you can put alcohol in me and get me to talk all day long, mate. I'll never have a problem there. <laughs> do you know about it? But that used to, I did, no. So, basically, it's two different things, Do you, do you watch so, the news, Matt? <laughs> to put it into context, there's two different things. So, for about 10 years now, maybe even longer. I mean, you can go all the way back to the Ripper killings with this thing, where when the Ripper killings were going on, the Yorkshire Ripper killings, they were talking about how the advice at the time in Leeds by the police and everyone else was, women need to be very careful walking around at night, always need to be accompanied, yada, yada. More modern, now, now coming to more modern stance, they're talking about, you know, uh, if someone's starting to follow behind you, make a phone call because that'll put them off. And the, all the advice is about women being very careful walking around the streets. Now, all the way back to the Yorkshire River killings, if you look at the documentaries, women would start to protest saying, we don't want to have to do all this shit to be safe. We want to reclaim the streets. We want to be able to walk around in society, in city centres and feel safe. And there's things that we want to take place. We want better lighting. Yeah. They want better CCTV. And we want to uh, re-educate people so this isn't like that. And to have police force that protects us. Now, this is something that's been building up for a long time. And then what's kicked it all off recently is, lo and behold, a woman goes missing. And you find out that a police officer, which is the people supposed to be protecting you. And by the way, this has been going on the whole, the whole time. So ever since then. Um, you know, ever since the Yorkshire Ripper thing, this reclaim the streets has been going on, and the police officer that kidnaps and kills a woman. And the thing that really kicked it all off is they had the Black Lives Matter protest throughout COVID, and the police took a completely hands off approach. They just stepped back, let people protest. It was a bit more socially distanced. I've got to admit, when you look at it, there's people in parks and there's a bit of space between, but some of them they all got together. But when a load of women got into the central London after a police officer had kidnapped and killed a woman, they went in there guns blazing and started like manhandling and arresting, wrestling to the ground. They weren't, these aren't, these aren't like left-wing militant, you know, whatever women that were being really violent. It's a bunch of women in fur coats and normal coats and like women of every type and, you know, across the spectrum, just probably breaking COVID rules slightly and they started arresting them, manhandling the ground, you know, all kinds of like really rough treatment, sort of treatment you'd see at an ADL rally or something. And it's, um, mm. I've got two daughters and I'm, I don't want them to have to walk. I mean, the truth is my advice is going to be exactly that, you know, don't go up on the streets on your own, be with a friend. If, anyone, if you are on your own, ring me, obviously, but like, if not, then pick up the phone. And this isn't, I'd like to, for them to grow up and be young women in, a, in an environment where they don't have to do that, you know? 
I think there's an element of that for men, though, as well. It's not, it's not if you're a man, you can walk on the streets and be completely safe. No, it isn't at all. But there's a, there's a, there's a huge difference there, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, there's a lot less men being kidnapped and killed on the streets, Marco, and raped than there is women. You know? Raped, yeah, not, but not yeah. being not being not victims mugged, of I'm not violent crime. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I tell you what, I'd be uh, if I had a young lad, and my concern is about him getting mugged and beat up. It's very different to the fear I have with my two young daughters being raped and uh, and killed, mate. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've been mugged yeah. many times and or tried to and had fights many times in my life. Um, and I don't think it's ever scarred me anywhere near as much as it would be if somebody raped one of my daughters or even tried to or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what what's the answer? Because I know one of... one of cause To reclaim the streets, the movement's been around since 95. Right, okay. One of the solutions this week was lock men up at 6 p.m. No, it wasn't. Somebody said that jokingly. That was somebody that was. It wasn't uh, a joke. Uh, it was a police. No, it was. It was. It was. A, it was an it was MP that said that in Parliament. Yeah, in Parliament. But the then she said afterwards. She said it after. If you look at it, she said afterwards that I was joking. I was just making a point. That was her point, and she said specifically, "Look, I was. I was being flippant. It was a joke. That wasn't what she was saying at all. Look at it, mate. No, the answer. The answer is better CCTV, much better policing. But the main thing is better education of people. You know." A lot more education in school. I don't remember any education in school about respecting women and all that kind of stuff. A while ago, for you on that pass. <laughs> yeah, but I still remember it, mate. That's before I started getting into it. Do you know what I mean? So my, my memories in those days are clear. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, yeah, there's no easy answer, uh, mate. But education is... Education always seems to be the answer for everything, right? So when it's when it's when it's when it's racism, it's education. Mm. When it's what is it then? reclaim the street, it's education. But what is it? Longer police, longer custodian sentences to put. I don't know. It? I don't know. I mean, better CCTV is a start because it'll it'll mean that when it happens, people get caught. Better policing, and I'm not talking about more police on the streets. I'm talking about when women have something happen to them and they go and tell the police. Have you seen the statistics of um, the conversion ratios between women who go to the police and protest about having a sexual assault for it actually going to court and then the conviction yeah. rates? Because mm -hmm. they're shocking. Like, the amount of reports and then the amount of that goes to court and the amount that goes to conviction is one of the lowest conversion rates that are out there at all for crime. Yeah. And that's a big point of what they're making. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To the point where a lot of women wouldn't even bother saying anything about it to anyone. On the the, the police officer, was there any? I mean, I don't really know too much about it, but was there any Mate, motive for him? A, or he's a he's a high up police officer. He polices like um, Downing Street, I think it is, or Parliament or something. Really, we don't know anything else about him. He's a high up police officer in the sense that he he polices. Um, quite i think it's either down the street or parliament or something we don't know why he's done it all we know is he kidnapped her he killed her and then he hid a body somewhere and no motive at no all motive, just... nothing like that yeah nothing didn't know her we don't know we don't know uh, don't know yeah i don't think hard... i think i think that normally 
that's the normal crime that someone knows of. But it doesn't look like, have you seen the CCTV? No. Yeah, the CCTV of him following her and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's someone she knows. It doesn't seem to be like that. But we don't he's know. Gonna have a, he's going to have a hard time in the nick, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so. not, not only for being a copper, but for what he's done. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, mate. Yeah. Mm. Matt, anything? <laughs> Just think that um, men find obviously girls more vulnerable, don't they? Mm. Like, so most girls can't defend themselves as well as guys. Maybe that's yeah, part of the answer. Yeah. Then maybe that is part of the answer. Is for young women, it's uh, primary. I, I'd be well up for my daughters doing self-defense classes at high school. Like mandatory, yeah, like PE, yeah, mandatory self-defense classes. I think would be great. I think it'd be great that you know when they go to university or whatever else that they all get uh, what's it called pepper spray or whatever else. Um, yeah, yeah them, mate. Honestly, give them more handguns soon. I've got I've got two daughters, mate. So yeah, yeah. That's like um, when you talk to me about was it Texas where they were had the gun law and it was like well if if they had them in the car we won't get mugged. <laughs> I've got two daughters though, so I'm a bit skewed there, aren't I? Oh yeah, you you've got uh Yeah, of course. I mean for me, having a boy, yeah. I have less worries than you do for sure. Yeah, tell me about it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um boys, moving on um from a bit of a morbid subject, to be completely honest. Um mm. have you seen much about the the new rollout of the COVID vaccine and the blood clots and the controversy with AstraZeneca and and, and, and that blood clots, blood clot, blood clot. Sound like you said blood clot. Yeah, you've had it, Matt, haven't you? I've had both of mine. Yep. Was it the Was it the AstraZeneca one they gave you? Yeah. I was fine. Any side I effects at all? We've got in the UK. There's two or three, I think, that have been approved. Oh, there. Pfizer, Pfizer for sure. Yeah. Ast- Oxford, AstraZeneca. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if it was the Medina, was it the Medina? The German oh, yeah. one. Okay. I'll go for the German one if they give me the choice, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Matt, so no, no, did you have any side effects or anything? No, I was uh, told after the um, second one that I might get a bit of a headache and sore arm, but didn't have anything. Mm. I spoke to a guy yesterday who told me he'd he'd had his first one at the weekend. It knocked him for six. Yeah, made him really. He told me that as well. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I remember when they used to have jabs at school and stuff like that. You'd have the same advice, didn't you? That you could make you feel a bit ill. My daughter had. Um, I think it was polio, and I can't remember what it was. One of the jabs recently wasn't for that. Um, and they have to bring you up from school and say, she's here, she's going to get an injection, do you okay it? Yeah, by the way, these are some of the side effects. And they're very similar to COVID ones, to be fair. I remember thinking that, that's very similar to what you say about COVID. It's like, yeah. They say that with a flu jab, don't they, though? Cause, so yeah. I've, had, I've had the flu jab sometimes, and it does make me feel ill. Yeah, well, pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, what about the blood clots things? Is that a concern or not? I don't know enough about it. I mean, it's going to be a concern, isn't it? Nobody wants a blood clot. <laughs> but um, it is a very, very small percentage that they're talking about. And they 
from what you can see, um, it's hard to know whether because it's such a small percentage. Is it a coincidence or is it linked to this? Yeah, that's what they're saying. There's no actual scientific evidence to say. I read something it was about to the jabs. Go on, mate. I think it was one in one million, isn't it, or something? One in one million. One in one million, yeah. And they're saying that you know, how many people get blood clots? You know what I mean? Because it's not far off some of yeah. the stats they're giving, so it's hard to tell. But I'll. Um, I think that yeah. I think one in one million is less than the odds of getting a heart attack from taking painkillers. Yeah. There you go. I mean, me and Marco were saying this. We were saying, like, is it is it worth the risk of one in one million to go to Thailand? Well, he was talking about one in ten. <laughs> Take a ten percent chance of death to go abro- to go on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, one in ten is a bit steep for me, but I'll take one in a million. Yeah. 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 yeah it says um, anyone is anyone with a headache lasting four days. That's when you need to be concerned. No, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've got mine in the morning, actually. Okay. Yeah. 8.32, weirdly. Good luck with that then, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah. What about you, Matt? Did it cross your mind at all when you're doing the test? When you're doing the jabs? Say again, sorry. Did it cross your mind at all when you were doing the jabs? Um, you know, the blood clot things they were talking about and that, or... I don't think they were out when Matt had his. That, right, that's yeah, recent news, that. I think. Right. Yeah, I had my second one two week two weeks ago. So okay, the blood so just clot, before um, news. So it was just before it, yeah. So it was good news for you then, yeah. Yeah, I was I was fine after it. So. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the the French are going into another lockdown? Oh, are they? Another month long lockdown. A month long, Jesus. Are they had their schools open for a while or something? I'm not sure. Well, I don't think so because AD AD was over there, wasn't he? And they were they were pretty much locked down. They were on a curfew. So six mm. o'clock after six, no one could leave the house. Bloody but they're now going they're now going into full lockdown. And I take it there's a big spike or something. Because we've had a little spike due to the schools, haven't we? But I think the, there's a new variant, isn't there? Yeah. Filipino variant or something? Is it? Was it Filipino? I remember this here in South African variant. No, but there's another one now. There's another one that was found in the UK and they're investigating it the other day. Matt's right, yeah. There's a second Filipino. new strain in there. I think it Pretty is. Old. Have a look at it, mate, whilst we're on here. There's another new strain. You've got more than one device, haven't you? You've got like four of them. I do read the news on COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Philippines yeah. and California. Is it California? Philippines, there's it two, is Philippines. They said there's, there's, the Philippines is definitely a new one, and there's another one, yeah. w- which is from California. Right, okay. Yeah. So, mm. but that, that blast, what happens in it? They're, they're likely to be the mutate, different, yeah. different yeah. mutation, different variants. Just like the flu in it, there's loads of different types of flu. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And like, I want to ask something, It's not on our subject thing, actually. But hopefully, just to ask you something. Go on. No, I was going to say about um, the testing, because they're doing more testing, aren't they? So your um, daughters, are they for that age bracket? Yeah, I'm over 40, yeah. No, you, your daughters, are they going to be tested? I think oh, right, asking. no. Uh, so, yeah, so um, not my youngest. My youngest is 11, so she just went back to school. They're not going to do any tests with her at all. 
my missus, who's a teacher, does a test every week, I think it is. So she yeah. gets one sent at home, she does one every single week at home. It's a kit at home, and it, and it actually shows you here whether she, you're clear or not. You don't have to send it off or anything. But Penny, who's 13, she had to have a test the day before she went back to school. I don't know. Is that an ongoing? Is that? I can I say, is that an ongoing actually. thing? I don't know. I can find out. Yeah, I'll ask her in a second, but um, I don't know. One sec, I can ask. Matt, your your um, lovely girlfriend says that this is a snooze fest. Penny, are you? Uh, is your test going to be more than one? <laughs> For school, your COVID test. A bit like the party they're probably having it. Uh, your COVID um, test more than what? More than forty-five. One. Yeah, you think she's gonna have more? Uh, probably because I've ignored her. You got what? Oh, what was she oh, saying? Like, so my daughter's saying she's getting home, and that was forty minutes ago. Yeah. What are you doing? She said. Yeah, what are you doing? It. Yeah, Marco. No. She uh, Penny was saying she gets home testing kits, a bit like Katie does. Okay. What, yeah, yeah. Weekly. I didn't ask. I'm not going there again, mate. It's teenagers. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's I think it's twice a week. Yeah, I yeah, heard that. Home testing ones, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice a week, yeah. Might, yeah. My missus might do it twice a week as well. I don't pay that much attention to what they do. <laughs> um, football. Can I just interject with one question? Cool. I wanted to just ask Matt something. As we got a, a very good golfer on the uh, on the show tonight. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you need to know, mate? I don't need to know anything. I was just uh, obviously I read the thing with Tiger Woods, and I felt pretty bad for the guy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I know he's not always been the the best of people, sort of thing, but I've always been a massive fan of him. And um, it doesn't seem to have made that much news like it would. I mean, the guy had a massive crash. He broke both his legs, Matt. Yeah, he's he's come out of hospital now, though. I think he's at home recovering. So, so um, what were your th- thoughts on it? You're on the way back. Like... Um, yeah, I think um, I think it was just a car crash, wasn't it? He was lucky to be lucky to be alive. Yeah, I, think. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like a bad one, Both but it just. Broken. Yeah, like some sports people around the world came out and went blah blah blah, but I, you know. For such a major sports person, it almost feels like it's been brushed under the carpet a little bit. I mean, it sounds like it's almost yeah. a career. I know a lot. Remember a lot of Bell? Yeah, Pablo, yeah. Yeah, but he had a very similar thing, didn't he? He broke both his legs. He was told he wasn't going to walk again. And he won, he won a Masters after Quite that, didn't he? Before yeah. my time, that. Yeah, well, he wouldn't. Yeah, this shows my age, but he won the Masters after that. He had to redo his <laughs> swing and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, um, just thought it'd been just a something that shocked me a little bit, and thought, bloody hell, you know, what are people in golf saying about it? I think, I think maybe the thing with Tiger was because he wasn't. I don't think it was any suspicious circumstances, was it? I just think it was a car crash. No. I think he could have Yeah. I think that yeah. the first one he had when it was to do with his wife and everything. I think that was made a lot yeah, more yeah. public, wasn't it? But I think this one was just a kind of accident, wasn't it? Well, supposed to be an accident. But um, I think what I'm getting at is um, I think that I had expected a bigger outpouring of like support and a grief. And I saw, I know that people wore their shirts and. Yeah. And then they came out on Twitter and stuff, but there's been very little news coverage afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Almost like 
Yeah. The people from the sport seemed to recognise it, that the players did. They wore red tops. They went out on Twitter and stuff, but the media seemed to have little, very little concern or, you know, there's very little, there's very little on like BBC Sport, BT Sport, Sky Sports things. You know what I mean? Like normally people who are, who are very, very big in their sport and there's a lot of sympathy towards him. You get updates all the time. He's out, he's, he's here, he's there. You kind of have to look for it to get, get you know, updates on him. Yeah, I think it was for the first couple of days and then like it just kind of fizzled out, didn't it? But... Yeah, yeah. Well, the first time it was more about a sensation and shock and all the rest, but I just thought there'd be more sympathy for the guy because he's turned things around a lot, isn't it? For me, I think he's really turned his life around again. You know? His golf's gone. Is, is he... Has he improved or since he got caught, has yeah. he still been terrible? No, mate. He won a Masters, didn't he, two years ago? He won the oh, did he? Masters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won a Masters, mate. Not bad. <laughs> and he didn't, he got up to, where has he been? Where was he be? Where was he in the last year or two? He was back up there, wasn't he? He was within the top 15, 20, I think. Maybe yeah. slightly better than that. Yeah. It was Despite it having was the... injuries all the time and stuff. Who was the golfer that had his shirt off on the course? The, was it today or yesterday? That's um, not the correct golfing etiquette, I'm sure. Shirt off? Yeah, did you see that, Matt? No. I've not seen that one. Took he, His ball was just on the edge of the, the water. So he took one shoe off. <laughs> oh, one shoe and one off. shoe I in. No, no, he did. And he took his shirt off as well to take the shot. Oh, shit. To not get it wet. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. No. Yeah. I bet he wasn't fat. Sounds like one of your shots, Marco, when you play. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jamie can't share well, some videos. As we're all United fans. Um, I wanted to say something. You watched the BT yesterday, Matt. I watched the match, yeah. Yeah, did you see afterwards the uh, is it Humphreys, the interviewer, turned around the skulls? It was very funny. And he went, um, it's a huge moment, isn't it, for United? And what, what, what a moment for United to be winning that game. And skulls turned around and went, Well, it's not huge, isn't it? It's the chat, it's the Europa League. I mean, if it was Champions League, it'd be huge, but you know, League, we're Man United, we should be winning this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true though yeah it's true but it was funny mate. I've was got funny, um, mixed feelings of it to be honest yeah how do you, you want to win it but you don't want to be in it what was Matt? that Matt do you want to win it but not be in it sort of thing it looks like he might be frozen yeah it keeps it keeps freezing actually but um yeah, it's one of them. It's a trophy, but like you said, you don't want to be. You'd rather be in the Champions League, wouldn't you? And be compete for that. But yeah. you know, like you said, you you want to be winning the top stuff. Yeah. What do you think of the game, performance wise? Um, I actually only saw probably the first, sort of the last ten minutes of the first half, and then the second half. But, um, well, you I saw, saw the, the better parts the of it. Then. <laughs> you saw the better part of it then, mate. The I was going to say I'm probably glad I didn't watch it. Yeah. To be fair, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been saying we've been missing Pogba, but yeah, I, 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 I mean, Mark had a few discussions about Pogba instead. Do you know, he's just he's frustrating, isn't he? Because he's that good, and it's frustrating that he's not that good all the time. But when he's not on your side, you see what you're missing. Do you know what I mean? I think Scott Scholzgar said that he said we've missed Pogba, yeah. uh, and I agree. And I know he's dead frustrating, but he's he's 
better than anyone else in that midfield, including Fabregas at, 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 at keeping hold of the ball and doing something with it. But well, he's why do you keep saying Fabregas? He's been saying not that for days. Fernandez, Fernandez. I get brain farts, you know that. <laughs> I think Fernandez is mint, mate. I love him. You know how much I love him. But he doesn't look after the ball that well sometimes, does he? I think Pogba's different class. He is, he is a different class to them. To even Fernandez? Yeah. On the ball, I don't know if he's got as good a final ball. And I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's. He's as creative. Yeah, and his um, desire is different, isn't he? That's that's the thing. His desire is different. If he had Fernandez' desire and his ability, he'd be fucking brilliant. See that comment, Matt? <laughs> I'm getting slightly. Well, I can't get a word in with Pats. That's it. <laughs> Pats Pat doing the talking. <laughs> he just said what I was about to say. I was going to say it. I just put something in his mouth. So, so if Pogba had um, Fernandez's work rate, and it'd be even better, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what though? I think if we can keep him, we can get keep Fernandez, and we can improve on those two donkeys that we have that sit. <laughs> I think we'd be all right. Which two donkeys, McTominay and Fred? Fred, yeah. McFred, yeah, McFred. I like, I like Fred. I know he's a bit of a dog. Great McTominay, I like him. McTominay's been. Do you not agree, Marco? I think Scott McTominay is a sign <laughs> of how bad United have become. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I kind of can't help but agree. Um, and that's, you know, I kind of think the same thing about Fred. Um, he's probably, I like him. He would I probably disagree. He would probably be a good squad player, mm. but he is the first name on the sheet. Do you think he'd get oh. into the other top? No, work so rate, with, he scores with, goals. With, he gets the, he gets in the box. Scores goals. I don't know how many has he scored in this. Eight. How many appearances he had? Eight. Eight How the many season. Eight the season. Enough. I mean, look, would he would he get into? So we're we're second. No, look at the first team. We get into City first no. team. Who who's third? No. Uh, Leicester. Would he get into the Leicester no. midfield? <laughs> would he get into the? Would no. he get into the? the you know, Liverpool. Even six Liverpool midfield. You know what I mean? Uh, so I kind of would he get into Marco. Sheffield United? No. Yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah. But I think that the top team, the top teams in England and the top teams in Europe, I don't think he'd get in. I think that he's no. doing a job that's needed to be there. And he's doing a decent job. I think he's very underrated, to be fair. Yeah. Do you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of, do you remember when we used to have the same conversations about Fellaini? Everyone was like, oh, yeah, I know he is good. And I'm like, that's a sign of how bad things have got, that we're talking about Fellaini being... A good player for United. Fuck it, I can't even remember Fellaini properly, mate. You know, I cannot. <laughs> I blocked him out, mate. Mm. I, I think ordinarily he'd have been a good squad player, like I said, but he's the first man on the name to seem she, and he doesn't do anything. Mm. He doesn't. He can't play forward. Mm. He can't. Yeah. He scuffed well, I, a few I, into the bottom corner off his shit. Scott McTominay, yeah. Do you know what it is? For, for me, I think that um, 
I think one of the two, uh, Fred and McTominay, I think gives that solidity to the defence. And it kind of, what you're doing is you're paving over the fact that the defence isn't great. But I was talking to Mark about this yesterday saying, I think that Henderson has been a big part of why we've been better recently. And it's not because he's a better shot stopper than De Gea, because he's not. Um, I think that because he's very vocal and a bit of an organiser, uh, that he gives more confidence and structure to the back. Um, and he comes off the line think, as well. I don't think that you box. need Fred and McTominay there. You know, if Pogba was playing well, you'd be absolutely fine having Pogba and Fred there or Pogba and McTominay. You could choose your pick sort of thing. Um, but I agree with you, Matt. I think he's doing well and I think he's underrated. But that's not because he's brilliant. It's just because he's doing a decent job. Um, but the two of them there does break my heart a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Playing two holding midfielders, it's. it's I think that's down to salt. Yeah, that was my. Well, that was my point. But to be fair, Michael, we've said it as well. How many times has it been like when we've been attacking and you've got yeah. him at somewhere on the pitch and you're just like. Well, who was it? Defensive. Who did we play the? Who did we play the other night? West Ham at Old Trafford, yeah. where and they just sat in yeah. the whole game. You didn't need two midfielders protecting that. Back four. Having, having said that, have we got scored the second most goals in the league this year then? Because we were firing at the start of the season, but the, since Christmas, we haven't I'm anyway. I think City, I think you know, City I have taken over. Today, yeah, that's the point. About it, thinking about how much of this is because we supported the team. We talked about the team yesterday when you had Keane, Scholes, Giggs, Beckham. Van Nistelrooy, you know, whoever else, you're talking about the best players in the generation in their position. How much of this is going, you know, not being able to see things with the, with the, with the non-United-tinted glasses? Do you know what I mean? Because... Yeah, but it's not like those know. players don't exist. It's, we're just yeah, not going to buy I, them. I don't feel like our forwards are brilliant. I don't feel like our midfields are They're brilliant. Not. But we're second in the league and we've scored second most goals. So what's because going on? the league's not brilliant. Well, yeah, Maybe. But, or maybe we're just not seeing it through eyes that are just... I, I, each, I, team I, got their, each team are inconsistent, aren't they? Yeah. I think we'll look back yeah. on this season as an opportunity lost because I think we to really be, had an to opportunity to win the league. Yeah, mate if, we'd have, mate, if we'd have won our home games that we should have won, we'd, we'd be well up there. That City team plays good football, though, mate. mate. But forget City for a minute. If we'd have won the games at home we should have won, we'd be above them. Really? It's as simple as that. Yeah. We've won a couple of games we shouldn't have won as well, though, isn't it? Like who? I can't remember right now I'm saying that. Well, like, <laughs> you, say, you say, I assume you're referring to like City away, but I think yeah. we've beaten them the last two seasons away from home. Yeah. yeah. There's games <coughs> that we played against smaller sides where we went brilliant, but we scored our goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Southampton, was it Southampton? Was it not? Yeah, you could say West Ham, you could say Southampton, you could say a few different teams that we've played and We've just taken our chances better. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Yeah. We had a what good do you win make of Brighton, um, didn't we? The 90, 98th minute. Yeah. Brighton's a good one. Yeah. 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 Virtually. It was, that was after the whistle, wasn't it? Yeah. So what's what's the answer, lads? This, uh, I mean, for me, there's got to be some big money signings this summer, right? Well, I think any fan you'd ask would say, yeah, but will they do it? I doubt it. They've just, they just won a Super Bowl, so they've got there's money out there, isn't it? 
fucking hell. I mean, I don't know what they earned off the uh, off uh, what they call is it Green is it Green Bay Packers? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's it. I don't know what they, what they made through that team last year, but this year they made a shed load. Have a look. Prize money for the Super Bowl. Hundred and hundred thousand. We got it on here. We're talking about football. Van der Beek. I was so excited when he came. Um, is do you think he's worth giving a good run in the side? We're talking about midfielders and stuff. Where would he play though? Well, you'd assume instead of one of them two, because he, he played deep for Ajax. I know he's played different positions for Ajax. But he played slightly deeper and a bit more of like a Skulls type yeah. midfield. You know, Skull sat next to Keane for a lot of matches, sort of thing. That kind of position where one sat deeper, one going forward a bit more. They were never deep, though. Not like these boys are deep. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Though. Do you think that he could play someone like Van der Beek? Or obviously, Pogba's a better option. But just, I was dead excited when we got Van der Beek. Um, you know, just look at looking at the YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff, and looking at his stats and all the rest, and just it doesn't seem to have had a run at any point. I think it was. I think it's. It was clear that Ollie didn't want him. Mm. I, Matt, I think is? these. No, I think no these women it. are drunk. I do as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I the same? We got Lorraine's. Lorraine's on the old uh, comments. What's she saying? You can see it on the screen. I think. Oh right. Okay. Showbiz. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> The ladies are having a cocktail night at theirs tonight. Well, we should, you should have had them live instead, mate. <laughs> Carly be asleep by now. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, could be, it could be a stripper in Carly there, Carly drinks once or twice a year, doesn't she? If that. I remember, falling, I remember falling asleep in the car during the Champions League final, mate. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went to the... Um, What's it called? The pub, pub in Pallerfield and at half time. You'd had two glasses of wine at half time. You went to the car, went to sleep. Was that one well, of the we Barca lost that one to, We lost it to Barca because I, I yeah. was Mardi and went home after it. Yeah, we got slapped, didn't we? Yeah. What do, what do you make of um, Zaha deciding not to take a knee? I don't blame him, to be honest. If he, if he feels that way, then then he's obviously sticking to it. it. It just shows that it's not really doing anything because all the players are still getting yeah. abused, yeah. aren't they? Or, or not all of them, but a lot of them are That's his abused, point, so. isn't it, man? That's his point, isn't it? To say, uh, it's not that he doesn't agree the block like I mean, how many, how many United players have been? Yeah. How many United players since it has happened? It's four or five, isn't it? Yeah. So it just shows that... Yeah. It's just kind of... not making a difference. And that's why... His, his point is kind of that, is it, that it's, it's, it's a form of acceptance, isn't it? Um, of racism in football. And you protest against it, but you kind of just accepting it. So you're perpetuating a cycle sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. There seems to be more of it this year, doesn't there? But whether that's just because there's... The I think giving it as well is it's... It's, it's somebody your own fans. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, a lot of United players have been by United fans. Oh, what's going on there? Is that the girls? That sounds like Carly's still awake, mate. 
Yeah, she's she's had a she's had a Bailey's. On the flip side, what they got going on? Where, where's their channel? <laughs> yeah, no. On him though, I think I've I've said for a while that it's 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 done now, isn't it? Like taking the knee, it's, the the meaning's gone from it. They're doing it now because they yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah. So is Zaha the first player not to do it then? He is, isn't he? I think, he's, I think he's the first black player not to do it. That's the point. Yeah. There's been other white players. I remember there's like, to begin with, it was when teams like, was it Queen's Park Rangers didn't take any as a team? Millwall. Was, was it Millwall? Millwall, yeah, Millwall. Didn't. Probably not a great example then, isn't it? But, but there was some teams yeah. that wouldn't take it There's a couple in. of teams that collectively have said, we're not yeah. going to do it. But individually, yeah. he's the first yeah. to say, I think I'm it's very it. difficult to protest when everyone's doing it. <laughs> You know what I mean? It doesn't really stand out. What do you mean? Yeah. As if in when, uh, what's in the American football with the big afro? C- 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 Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, that's ego. When, when he first did it, it stood out because everybody stood up for the national anthem. But if everyone took a knee in the national anthem, then it wouldn't stand out, would it? So it's no longer really bringing a point home. No. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I think it should have it should have been done at the end of last season they made the point mm. happy days yeah yeah but wrapping up lads because we're, we're nearly at the end of the the night what do we think for the weekend's game Leicester is it Leicester Leicester in, in, is it quarter, is it the quarter final yeah yeah I'm looking forward to a good game, yeah, mate. The, the, like the cup games have become something I look forward to now because it's a bit more open, isn't it? Is it at home or away? It doesn't fucking matter anymore, does it? <laughs> well, it does, we're, we're better away. Yeah, well... Yeah. So Is it away, Matt? I think, I think we are away, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Leicester away, Sunday yeah. at five. I, th- I think he's got to win something this year. I really do. I think that's what yeah. Latan said, didn't they, yesterday or today? Well, yeah, because they said, is this team better? And he said, it is better, but they haven't won anything. And yeah. I won something. What, where? Very, Z- very Zlatan answer that, wasn't it? Where, 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 what has he won? He won the Europa League. Europa League. He won where the Carling Cup. United. Oh, you mean at United? Like United. That's oh, what. Right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what. It, it, the question they asked Was him the, is: This, is this team be- is this team better than your team? And he said, yeah, yeah. "This team's better." But if we win something by the end of the season. But they haven't. No, but they haven't won anything. They've got to win well, something. Well, you can't win anything. Nothing's finished yet. What can you? What can we have won? You've got to give us the end well, of the season. Well, it's the same team as last year, isn't it? All right, okay. I thought you were talking about this team right now. Well, they've got to win something at the end of the year, and we'll, we'll see then. If we win something at the end yeah. of the year, you've got to say that we're better. Maybe. But we, we are better, definitely. It's just, would I rather have a shit team that wins two cups or a good team that, that misses out but is 
you know, I'd I tell you what, if we by the end of the season are so good and so close to City that we really push them through, let's say we only lose the league by I'd rather lose the league by two or three points and have an amazing end of the year where we smash everyone and win all our games and push it really bloody close than win a cup and lose back the league by twenty points and come third or fourth. Well but they're, they're gonna be finished second. So well, they're going to finish second that, and win we, it. We, after. we could lose four games and not. So would you That's would not. you rather finish second by two points? It'd be really yeah. close all the way till the end yeah. and win nothing, or yeah. finish second even if it's by 15, 20 points yeah. and not win two or three cups. Depend. It depends how good we are. It's not about the result for me. For me, it's if we now pull the rest of the season and we play great football. Let's say we just win all our league games, go really close to the league. We're brilliant in the Cups. Um, we should win both finals and we don't win both finals despite the fact we're brilliant. Uh, I'd rather that than, than be shit for the next five games, whatever in the league, be shit in the Cups, but somehow get a, a, a spunky Cup win. And for next season, you go into it going, God, we're not going to be anywhere. But what's... What's spunky? Winning's winning. Well, I don't know. You know, spunky. You could shit well, winning the goal. Were we, were we, were we spunky to use your word in the yeah. in the '99 final? No, because we were brilliant in that tournament. Up until we the were final. terrible in the final. Yeah, but we were brilliant in that tournament. That's my point. We were brilliant. In the, it's for me. It's more to do with how good we are and looking at next year, how close we're going to get. And how confident we feel going in the league and the Champions League and all the rest. Do you remember well, the 99 final, Matt? Oh, uh, yeah. How old was you? I was at the uh, five. I was at the treble winning game against Spurs. Five. I went into town and got rapid. So old I was. I was 14. 99, I was 22. Jesus. No, I wasn't. I was 20. Sorry. Jesus. 20. I was 20. Brilliant top day. <laughs> Three beers in town, mate. Some of the bars. Three beers. Well, after the football. Yeah, free beers, mate. I went into town after 08 and it wasn't free beers there. They wouldn't basically let yeah. anyone in. But mate, we 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 it'd been a long time, you gotta remember that in mind. It'd been a long time since I think anyone in England had won a European Cup. When did Liverpool win theirs? Two thousands, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since uh, English teams have done well in Europe. And bear in mind as well that we'd had that ban that banned English teams from Europe. So it was, uh, it was a big, big thing, that. Big, big thing. Let's have a look. And we'd been getting spanked and sent. I mean, there was teams like Juventus you'd come up against and get absolutely battered. Uh... English team winning a Champions League. I think there was a big gap before us and, and the one before. So ninety nine, yeah, and then Last Liverpool in eight, league. Liverpool in eighty three, eighty four. There you go. So thirteen years, mate. No, sixteen years. Sixteen, yeah. Sixteen years. Because yeah, one and a half generations, late, mate. This the, the ten years, obviously from seventy six to pretty much eighty four. The British yeah. teams dominated it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forest, then we had, Villa, then we had the, Liverpool. Then we had the fans and England yeah. had been nowhere near it. I don't think there's a team in a final in that period either, mate. No. No? So that's what I'm saying. It was a massive, massive thing. 
massive, massive thing. Listen, lads, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Good to have you on, Matt. Thanks for your contributions. <laughs> no <worries. laughs> I'm I'm delayed here. I have to like. Oh, yeah. It's about ten seconds, but it's coming through. Uh, how far away are you? Like in in like the states or something? Yeah, feels feels like it. It's very warm <laughs> underneath this light as well. <laughs> right, listen, lads. I don't, I, I don't know if I left. I don't know if I left him a lot of air, mate. What's at all? Uh, yeah, couldn't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> well, listen. Good speaking to you, boys, and um, I'll be back in the week. No, but tomorrow with uh, another podcast interview with another dad that I done a couple of weeks ago. So uh, that'll be going out tomorrow, and uh, yeah, another couple of weeks and even more. Good evening, lads. Have a good weekend. Cheers. Cheers, boys. See ya. <laughs>